0: Thanks to Indeed for sponsoring the Apple Bits XL. Indeed knows hiring needs to be cost-effective when you're running your own business. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com/applebits. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing not available for everyone. And thanks to Zocdoc for also supporting the Apple Bits XL. Zocdoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient reviewed take your insurance, are available when you need them, and treat almost every condition under the sun. Go to ZocDoc.com slash AppleBits and download the ZocDoc app to sign up for free and book a top-rated doctor. All right, everybody, let's get to the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. It's the AppleBits XL. Brian Tong here, your host. Doing the most for everything good and bad inside the world of Apple. What is up, everybody? It is episode 267. We're in mid-May. We're just a few weeks away from WWDC 23. This is episode 267, like I said. And hey, if you're new to the show, this is where we talk about all the biggest headlines and all the biggest stories and topics inside and outside the world of Apple, plus the greater tech world as a whole and this week's episode we're going to do something fun because i had recently put out a survey on my twitter to my patreon and i had almost, about close to 200 people respond to it about the apple headset because sure i have my own thoughts and ideas but what you really see is the proof is sometimes in the pudding when you get this out to the real world and see how people react to it so we're going to dive into all of that with special guest and friend of the show g money gil cabrera He's going to be here to talk all about it. But first, let's just hit a couple orders of business. I love getting calls from y'all. It's made it so fun. So, hey, let's keep it rolling. If you want to be a part of the show and it adds so much to the flavor here, all you got to do is record a voice memo on your phone, on your laptop, on your tablet, any platform. Send it in to AppleBitsShow at gmail.com. That's AppleBits with a z your name, where you're from, what you want to talk about, how you're feeling about WWDC, how you're feeling about the glasses, how you feeling about the 15-inch MacBook Air, how about how are you feeling about anything? Call in. Love to hear from you. AppleBitsShow at gmail.com. Also, this show is brought to you by you. Patreon.com slash Brian Tong is how you support my content. It's how you support this podcast. It starts at $2 per month. $5, which is like a cup of coffee. We got the 10 the 25 and the $100 platinum Apple level. What do you get? Early access to my content, rewards at different levels, and a completely ad-free version of the show. No ads whatsoever. We have our closure rings challenge going on right now for Amazon gift cards. We have our monthly Zoom live call. And I will announce the winner of the Steve Jobs book giveaway this week. So, yeah, lots going on. We got a great community there patreon.com slash Brian Tong and thank you for your support. All right, so let's not mess around anymore. Let's talk. This episode is all about your responses and all this data kind of put together into one nice, tidy presentation with our friend Gil Cabrera. All right, all right. We had to bring our resident expert guest in the house, G-Money
1: Gil Cabrera. What's up, Gil? What's up, BTZ? Good to be back.
0: Oh man, always so fun to have you. And uh, from what I hear, you're like the new six million dollar man, right?
1: <laughs> I don't know if it's six million, but okay. I, I definitely have uh, bionic hardware in my neck now, so it's all good. It's all good. Uh, I, 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 I had some discs replaced for those wondering what the hell I'm talking about. People <laughs> <I remember> like, <laughs> I like Wait.
0: people first heard the number six million. They're like, really? And I'm like, no, yeah, no, no. Something. He has bionic parts. Um, but it's it's good to have you back here, Gil. So you know, I think that. We know WWDC is coming up, and obviously there's a lot of energy and intrigue around the Apple headset. And what we're going to do this in this episode is I put out a survey and I asked uh, people on Twitter and on my Patreon to fill it out, and it's specifically about the Apple mixed reality headset because I have thoughts. You might hear some people's thoughts, but I think you really get the best general idea of where people's heads are at when you do something like this. So we're going to go one by one through some of these questions. But before we kick it off, Gil. What what are your first feelings just in general about this idea of an Apple headset as it stands today?
1: So I like the concept of Apple getting into the space. I'm I'm concerned about some of the details we're hearing, right? Like it, like it's it's like not it doesn't feel quite ready for them to come into the space technically yet. Um and then there's just the reality that I own two Three now, actually, I own three uh, virtual reality headsets. And I, you know, the first week or month that I had all of them, each of them, I used them. And then I really haven't used them much Mm -hmm. since. So I go back and forth on whether or not VR is there yet.
0: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Okay, so if you how about this A scale of one to 10, what are you how are you feeling about the Apple headset? Just not even from a purchasing decision, but how are you feeling about it right
1: now? I'm kind of mid, I'm kind of in the middle there, yeah. I'm like probably a five. Because again, yeah. it's just like, I'm hoping some of the reporting is wrong. <laughs> <You know? laughs> uh, but uh, if it's all correct, then I'm, you know, I, I'm less than mid. I just, I, you know, there's, my gut says they wouldn't be it, putting it out if they, if, if they wasn't ready from an Apple standard standpoint, but uh, the reporting seems pretty consistent. So right, right.
0: All right, so what this survey that I put out for people that aren't familiar with is I called it the Apple Reality Pro Headset Questionnaire, and I, I put around maybe 10 questions or so in it. And so, what we're gonna do on this episode is talk about, we're gonna introduce each question, talk about the results, and then kind of bounce back and forth because I think there's some really interesting things and nuggets that came out of this. So, the first question that I asked the audience, and oh, just to let you know, we had 186 respondents. Close to 200. I think that's a pretty good sample size to get at least a general idea. Most of my audience is obviously tech savvy in general, whether you're uh, a consumer who likes tech a little bit or someone who likes tech a lot or someone who's going to buy every Apple product. And then we also have some people that are also kind of in that gaming tech space uh, overlap. So that's at least the general audience of these respondents to give you an idea. And the reality is, it's probably a lot of people that are listening to the show that. It resonates with you all. So I'm going to get to the first question, Um, Gil. The first question we asked the audience, how interested are you in the Apple Mixed Reality headset? Now, 55.9% said with the largest response, moderately interested. We'll see what it does. That would would kind of align with your mid feeling, right?
1: I think that's what I voted.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, 29% said very interested. You absolutely have my attention. 10.8% 10.8% said not interested at all. And then we have 4% of the audience said instant pre-order. I'm a diehard Apple fan. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and So
0: they, there is an audience. There's absolutely an audience, uh, like a, li- a little sliver. I, d- I do think what's, what's a good sign for Apple is, you know, you might think some, because it's Apple, everyone's going to be interested to a certain degree, but over half the audience was moderately interested, meaning they at least have our attention, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it. I think it's it's about what you'd expect from a product nobody knows anything about mm-hmm. that had, nobody's seen anything. But you still have a, a a group of people that generally speaking likes Apple products, right? I mean, that's it's kind of where I'm in. Anything they come out with is always going to take is always going to get. A, a pretty hard look from me mm-hmm. in terms of, am I going to need it? Do I want it? Uh, I never need it, but do I want it? Um, and, and as we know, I can be an expert at justifying things for myself. So we'll see how that works out for me.
0: Yeah. You know, there's a lot of people that we know where everyone is turned off about and it's the rumors of the $3,000 price point. So we'll, we'll get to that. But I, the next question we ask the audience is what three features for the headset would be the most important or compelling to you. Now, I gave a whole bunch of options, but I'm going to talk about the top three that rose to the top. And really, there's one that stands out the most. And at 64.7% of respondents said unique VR and augmented reality experiences. And they're looking for this headset to really give something different or offer something different that we haven't seen in the industry before. Then you have a clump of about four or five that are around the same response rate, but At number two, with 41% responding, gaming was the second uh, response for what three features of the headset are most important and compelling. And at number three, a high-fidelity 4K micro OLED display. This has been rumored to be, at least based on reports, the highest fidelity display that we could see in a a headset, and that would help differentiate them from a technology standpoint. Um, And then I'll just name two more to round out the top five. We have at 35.9%, Eye and hand gesture tracking. Now there is a version of this that works with the Quest 2. Um, it's not to use, you know, it's not fully fleshed out with every app or experience, but it does do a certain level of hand tracking with some apps. But the big catch here with the Apple headset is that it's not expected to use any type of physical controllers at all. It'll all be hand gestures and eye tracking, at least from what we've been told. And then the next one at around 25. Uh, and a half percent really to that to that lineup or sorry 27 percent, a new xr os experience a new apple extended reality experience and then we have facetime vr and prescription lens options as those next fields i have put a bunch of different things up there but the top three unique experiences gaming and eye and hand gesture tracking Do do you know what you put up uh gil or remember
1: I'm guessing I would have put up unique VR. Um, I don't think I would have put up gaming because I just don't think Apple's known for gaming. Mm-hmm. So probably the high fidelity OLED, and then I don't know what else I put in there. Uh, <laughs> you're all feed me. Yeah. You're all Feeds feeds me. Feeds me yummy. Food. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm always fascinated by the gaming thing just because it, that's not. It's never been Apple's thing. You know. It's it, it, you, they're not generally gaming laptops and, and I arcade is fun, but it's again, it's still not the primary reason you go to Apple, um, but it's the primary reason people do VR so far. So maybe that's why people are thinking about it. But yeah, I think I look, I'm, I'm always looking for Apple's take on, on the, on a, on an experience that, that already exists, right? They usually punch it up, punch it up on a level. Um, and so that's why I think the sort of uniqueness of it has the potential Um, I, you know, it's, it's such a, it's such an interesting thing to, the, what, it'll be so interesting to see how they approach it, right? Because if it's just another headset that you just put on essentially in your house, right? (laughs) (laughs) Like, like, I mean, what's the difference there? It's just, you know, maybe it's a little sleeker looking, maybe the display is better, but I don't think it solves the ultimate problem with VR headsets generally, which is it's still a process to use. And, Mm And there's nothing compelling so far to keep you in the space.
0: Yeah. You know, the other thing is this headset, the original intentions were not even gaming focused, according to all the reports, all the early reports. And then I just threw in gaming because it is typically part of the experience. So what I found interesting is that later on reports said, hey, Apple is going to pursue or try and lure developers to add gaming experiences when initially it wasn't. And that actually would align with what this survey shows that at least there's, you know, a large group of people that are even considering anything ARVR that still want gaming, even if it's not necessarily Apple's bread and butter.
1: So, yeah. And I, I mean, I think the original reports were really more on the AR side generally, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. It was sort of almost like a, like a better Google glass, right? Mm-hmm. Um, at the, at the front end of it. And that's, that's a little bit more intriguing to me if it's something where directions or, uh, you know, the holy grail of telling you who the hell you're talking to <laughs> you know, when, when you're when you're in a when you're at a party um, uh, or, or giving you useful information about uh, locations or things like that. That's that starts getting interesting to me from a change of concept standpoint. But then you still have like the battery power problem you've got uh, and everything else. If you go. And I don't know how you do a combo of those, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it feels like it should be one or the other, right? Because mm-hmm. if it's a full VR experience, you, you, you kind of have to mask out the outside world. If it's an AR experience, you don't. And, and how do you do something that does both Yeah, in, I, in, a, in a functional way, right? It's, it's interesting.
0: In order for it to be compelling, I, I my feeling is that at least from a consumer standpoint, it has to focus more on these augmented reality experiences. And gaming can be a part of it. But right. that that's one of the big reasons of why it'll be different than any other thing out there from what we've seen so far. All the other headsets have really focused on gaming first more than anything else. Correct. And so if Apple's going to differentiate themselves, part of this has to be an augment, augmented reality experience. I I do think that it also shows in the result here when everyone says unique VR and augmented reality experiences. I think everyone has kind of been tapped out, and they're like, oh, we kind of really know what these devices have delivered to us over the past five plus years. And we need something new to really be compelled to even think about this again. Right. And
1: right. Yeah. Right.
0: And so we've heard about yeah, Apple it, working with studios and maybe they deliver, you know, this really immersive um, experience with certain brands, you know, whether it's, you know, I th- we've talked about this in the past, Darth Vader, immortal, which was like a really cool experience, but it's not like you go and revisit that. And even if right. Apple has this killer, let's say they throw us in the middle of the Mandalorian's world. And it's a augment, uh, it's a, even a VR entertainment experience that could be really cool and mind blowing. But if it's like a 10, 15 minute experience, I mean, how many times are we going to still do that? And how many times right. are studios going to produce content at that level? That's going to keep us coming back.
1: Right. And, and, So the, so the, I do thought that on the AR gaming front, I mean, I think it would be more like a kind of a Yu-Gi-Oh! Go type of thing, right? Like some sort of thing where it's like you're mixing reality with the game. And that could be cool. And you could sort of see people running around the the streets playing these (laughs) stupid games with these Apple headsets. Uh, That you could see, um, that you could see something being compelling and different enough to where maybe it takes you to another place. Again, the at at home experience is, I mean, you, you and I have the both, the same ones, right? You've got a, And you've got the VR, the uh, PlayStation VR one, the recent one, right? Yep. I haven't turned on the PlayStation VR since I got it. Mm -hmm. I got it. I played that, the game that comes with it. It's like one of the games.
0: The Horizon one. The Horizon Horizon one.
1: Which was was cool. But like, you know, 20 minutes or so, I was like, all right, this is the same thing as everything else. And then that's it. And then my quests, I have two of them neither me nor my children have touched those in months in fact mm-hmm. when I did this survey I was re- I, it, it basically reminded me that I had them and I <laughs> went outside I went out to where they are and I plugged them in so that they would at least be charged in case I want to like try to give it a try and I my kids and I have talked about doing um a round of Among Us with them because mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. that might be the one game that could be cool. Mm-hmm. So you know, again, but that's still the same experience. It starts getting you in the right direction, but I still haven't used them. Have Have you ever tried to watch a movie on a, on VR, like with through the Netflix app or anything?
0: Yeah, and I'll do it for like three minutes and stop because right It's because, just not yeah, yeah having a TV at home that's bigger and more comfortable is is a lot is a still a better experience right? Yeah. There's no weight and on your is- head.
1: Yeah, and at least on the quest, it's like, I mean, you're—they <laughs> put a screen inside the screen, so it's not like it's all—it's not like an IMAX where it's all around you. It's, mm-hmm. You're just looking at a screen yeah. inside your headset. It's like this is stupid. Like, what is the <laughs> point of this? Hey, so I, I don't.
0: I'm in a theater. What? I'm in a virtual theater with you, Gil.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I, the last time I did it, you couldn't. You weren't even next to anybody else. So uh, so I'm not even sure it solves for that. Like, you know, maybe if you were, although you'd be there with an avatar, like it's, I don't know, everything about it just doesn't make sense to me. So I I think it's, I think they have to come at it from an AR perspective for it to really be compelling. I think that's where I am.
0: Yeah, me too. Okay, next question we asked, what is the highest price point you'd actually pay for an Apple headset knowing what we've heard? So I put up four different price points. I put up 500 plus, 1,000 1, to 1,500, 2, 2,000 to 2,500, 3, and 3,000 to 3,500. Those were the price options I gave. At number one, the number one respondent said the 1,000 to $1,500 price point was a sweet spot at 51.6%. At number two, $500 plus dollars at 28%, not happening. Uh, at number three, 15% said 2,000 to 2,500. And then, yes. At four point nine percent, the last response, three thousand to three thousand five hundred dollars. And here's the fun here's the fun fact, okay? Now, the first question I said is in this survey was how interested are you in Apple Mixed Reality headset? Remember, eight respondents said instant pre-order, I'm a diehard fan. Well, that shows at least a certain level of consistency here where at least nine people said three thousand to three thousand five hundred, they would totally pay for it, right? So at least <laughs> the instant pre-order people are did yeah? They're like yeah, whatever the price is, I don't care. But um, you know the audience here sweet spot one thousand to fifteen hundred. Now the fact that that's the sweet spot would tell me that at the lowest Apple would go is two thousand, just because Apple's gonna say, hey, look at the data that we have. Everyone's down to pay a thousand to fifteen hundred. We're gonna make it Apple two thousand dollars. But we know the rumors say three thousand dollars, and that's 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 a non-starter for a uh, ninety. 8% of the user base, even 99%
1: actually. Yeah. I, so it's interesting. I, I I guess when I answered this, I looked at it a little differently. I, I didn't look at 1000 to 1500 as the sweet spot so much as the most. Yeah. Yeah. So I could stretch to, I could see myself stre- again, justifying. Yes. I could see myself yeah. stretching slash justifying up to a thousand to 1500 bucks, but that would be it. I mean, I just, you know, Y'all, you, nine people that did three to 3500 must be nice to have that kind of money to I burn. Mean, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's pretty and, and, wild. And we all know I burn a lot of money, but geez, that's a lot of money to burn. Hey, So I was like, wow.
0: Gil, you know, you justify a lot of your purchases by handing down previous models to the kids, the <laughs> wife, it all blows <laughs> down. You can't hand down three Quest PSVR 2s and be like, yeah, I'm still going to drop 3,000 <laughs> after i do that right. no that's just not happening and, you're, and you know what you're right the question was actually what is the highest price point you'd actually pay so thanks for correcting me but at least here in the results the sweet spot of how what's the highest people would pay would be a thousand to 1500 and i think that makes sense even when you look at everything that's on the market um oculus put out their professional level uh headset the meta quest pro and it started i think around 1299 or thirteen hundred. And that thing has not done anything. I th- That thing is honestly yeah. pretty much, not even f- flopped, like super flopped, even if they're trying to cater it to a different audience. A little slimmer, the visuals are pretty much the same, a little lighter, but that didn't appeal to anyone who had owned a previous headset because to your point, they're hanging on the corner, you haven't used them in months, and why are you gonna throw that much money at something that you already haven't used kind of the their, the proof their most successful headset that much, right?
1: It would have to be, I mean, it would have to be ready player one level Mm. capability to even come close to justifying three grand. I mean, and we're nowhere near that. Nope. (laughs) You know, and I know Apple can innovate, but there's no way they're going to roll up with (laughs) Oasis, you know, plus, you know, an entire world. And and a headset that that looks like a ski goggle, essentially. That's comfortable and light, and not, not a big deal. That's just not realistic. So I don't know how they think they're going to get three grand. I don't know for this stuff. I just I, even if you look at it like, well, maybe is there a business market? No, there's not even a business mm-hmm. market for it. Like, what is the market? In the, uh, yeah, yeah. It just I mean they don't and they don't have a product. I mean, is there a comparable product that? Is so. Out- I mean, the pros. I guess the Mac Pros, right? But I'm trying to think of a, a comparable product that's so out- outlandishly mm, priced. Those mm. screens they have, right? They yeah. have that crazy screen, yep. but that's, that's all professional case stuff, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's like, and there's, and there, that's just not a thing you're going to get VR, AR to do. You know what business mm. is going to say? Hey, we should buy all these VR Yeah. <laughs>
0: All right, let's take a moment to thank our sponsor, Indeed. What's a game where no one wins? The waiting game. So when it comes to hiring, don't wait for great talent to find you. Find them first with Indeed. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Indeed makes hiring in one place so easy. Even right from the main page, you type in the type of jobs you're looking for in the search bar, and a list instantly shows up for jobs in your area. Now, let's talk about Indeed's hiring platform that is second to none. Candidates you invite to apply are three times more likely to apply to your job than candidates who only see it in search, according to U.S. Indeed data. It gets you one step closer to the hire by immediately matching you with quality candidates. Indeed does the hard work for you. Indeed shows you candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post, so... You can hire faster, and Indeed's hiring platform matches you with quality candidates instantly. Even better, Indeed's the only job site where you only pay for applications that meet your must-have requirements. Indeed is an unbelievably powerful hiring platform delivering four times more hires than all other job sites combined, according to Talent Nest in 2019. So join more than three million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com/applebits offer good for a limited time claim your $75 credit now at indeed.com/applebits indeed.com/applebits terms and conditions apply need a hire you need indeed and thanks again to Zocdoc for also sponsoring this podcast hey let's say you're trying to find a cause for your symptoms and achy back you got a sore throat, and you stumble down a TikTok rabbit hole full of questionable advice from so-called experts. You know there are better ways to get the answers you want and the care you deserve from trusted professionals and not some random people on the internet. ZocDoc helps you find expert doctors and medical professionals that specialize in the care you need and deliver the type of experience you want. Zodac is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, are available when you need them, and treat almost every condition under the sun. Surprise twists might work for some podcasts, but maybe not for medical care. With ZocDoc, there are no alarms and no surprises. Choose from thousands of patient-reviewed doctors and specialists. Browse doctor profiles. Upload and verify your insurance information and get the care you need. Go to ZocDoc.com slash AppleBits and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That is Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash AppleBits. ZocDoc.com slash AppleBits. So... Highest price point, you'd actually pay the sweet spot, at least for the survey, 1000 to $1,500. And I I'm I align with that. Uh, there's no way they're going to make this $500 plus, let's be real. But uh, <laughs> right. it's going to at least hit yeah. that uh, four-figure number. Okay. The next question, what's your biggest concern about the Apple Reality Pro? I, I came up with four responses. Uh, how comfortable it will be? What apps will I actually use? How long will the battery last? And how much it costs? The number one response at 48% was your biggest concern about the Apple Reality Pro, how much it costs. I I think everyone is talking about that at 30%. The second response is what apps will I actually use at number three, how comfortable it will be. So people are actually kind of, you know, willing to say, Oh, it may not have to be the most comfortable for me to really buy in on this. And then at the last response, 8.6%, how long will the battery last? So, You know, like we're all thinking we're consumers, how much it costs and what apps will actually use speak exactly to what we really just talked about. And the fact that with a lot of our heads, it just kind of sitting there. It hasn't there still hasn't been there. I haven't seen anything that is sticky enough for me to keep on coming back, even playing with my nephew. We played mini golf for a while. Uh, We played what else? That was the game we played. And we would play like once a week for about a month. And then we just stopped. And then we never got back to it.
1: Yeah, no. I mean, I think I think there's a ton of these headsets just sitting around doing nothing. I think I, I mean, I, I'll, I'll bet you the daily use of those is is terrible. Um, and and I got you know I got teenagers, so teenage girls, so they, they're 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 least less likely, I guess, but still, they were into it when we first got them, and then they've just never seen them since. Even when their friends come over, they don't turn them on. Right.
0: That's actually probably you know, a
1: good thing. <laughs> well, know. no, for sure. Well, I don't know. They, they, you know they're already on their phones. So I don't think. It oh, that's true. Sense. So you know the battery thing raises a raises a fun question uh, or a fun discussion which you and I were having previously which is the tether like <laughs> really like
0: <laughs> you know? really so for people that aren't that are listening and may not be familiar with what's the reports are the reports are that this headset will have a backpack slash not backpack a battery pack like connection with a physical cable that you would attached to your hip to provide power for the headset it is a tether it's a it's a dongle let's get ready to do- it's, <laughs>
1: i'm not gonna say that right now. <laughs> you're on the it's, phone it, line it's, i feel it's, bad. A, it's a dongle it's a dongle on the on your belt <laughs> I mean, that's kind of what i'm seeing and it's like a, this is something you and i were talking about uh sort of as we were preparing ain't no way sj <laughs> would have ever allowed uh, uh, anything that had like a belt pack, <laughs> ever <laughs> from Apple, ever with a cord, uh, he would have been like, "Are you out your damn mind?" <laughs> like to whoever the engineer was, it's like, "Well, we can't get any more battery power." Yes, you can. Just do that. Well, but we can't. Yes, you can. Just do that. <laughs> like that's what it would have been. And, it, yeah, and he would have he would have tortured his engineers until they figured it out.
0: It. I mean, those are all the reports. My my hope is maybe there's a minimum of maybe one hour of battery life internally but i all from the very early on mark german from blueberg who's really dropped most of the details here said it would be a tethered battery and everyone's like what and he yeah. hasn't he hasn't um st- stood down from that stance and so i just don't i i i'll have to see an experience he talked about fitness experiences I've used the Oculus Quest to use Supernatural, which is like a boxing fitness app. It's actually really cool. The headset is a little heavier, um, but there you're not tethered. You don't feel any sort of cord hitting your head, and so yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, even even the cord connection on the on the VR, the PSVR two, is 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 annoying. You feel it. You feel it. You feel you feel it. I mean, because you're. I mean, the whole point is you're walking around, and every once in a while, you just trip up on it, um, and it's just it's just. A, I, that's where I thought Quest got it right. Yeah, you know, make it make it a, a complete package, and just have it on your head. It weighs a ton, and your head starts hurting. But you know, whatever. Although I think I feel like the the VR two is heavier than the Quest one. It's, it's such a huge. It, it's certainly bigger.
0: It. I mean, I don't. I can't remember off the top, but I just put on the Quest, uh, the Quest two maybe a week ago, and I surprised. Was like, oh, this is heavier than I remember, and so. If part of the whole battery pack thing, as weird as it'll look and as anti-SJ as it is, philosophically, even Johnny Ive would have been like throwing up. He would have been like, I'm leaving. Maybe that's yeah. what got him to leave. <laughs> 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 We're going to do a dongle battery pack. Hell no. He left. Yeah. He just walked out yeah. the building. But uh, yeah, that, I, we'll see.
1: We'll see. If, okay. it, yeah, if, it, if it takes out the weight, I mean, it is an interesting concept, right? Like right? You, you put this on your belt and the thing is, is, you know... A hundred a hundred grams right, or as opposed to four hundred grams or whatever. So there's yeah, value there is
0: some value in that, depending on how, how much we really feel that cable. Okay. Yeah. Um a next question really quickly. Do you own any kind of VR headset where I wanted to pull the audience? Again, one hundred eighty five or one hundred and eighty six responses. Sixty one percent of the respondents own some kind of VR headset. And then when we did a breakdown,
1: Clearly, no, 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 no. Uh, 39 s- percent. Oh, sorry. Oh
0: my gosh. Thank you for correcting me. Yeah, duh. I was like, that is high. Thirty eight point nine percent said yes, and then sixty one point one percent said no. Right now, thank you, Gil. I knew I had you here for a reason.
1: <laughs> that's actually pretty. That's. That, I was impressed with that penetration. I mean, that's that's a pretty good. Uh, you know, upwards of a third had that actually have it. I mean, that's pretty good. <laughs>
0: wow. I, I I don't think I, I had to smile when I heard you say. That.
1: You are such a twelve-year-old. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, yeah, I'm just impressed. So, so basically, what? Forty percent of the audience, at least this tech-centric slash gaming crossover audience, has a headset. That
1: is pretty impressive, right? Yeah, no, I, I mean that's. Uh, what's the? What's the? What's how much of a of the broader market has it? Maybe five percent. Oh. Maybe, 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 yeah. yeah.
0: Of the general, how about yeah? I don't know, maybe yeah, ten percent, maybe
1: ten percent. No, no five. way of the general general public now, like five or less of the general public. <laughs> maybe of the maybe of gamer gamers, it's closer to yeah, this yeah, number, but yeah. you'd have to be a hardcore gamer for sure. Absolutely.
0: Okay. Um. Then we wanted to find out at least which headset that you own, and it aligns with all reports that we've heard. The number one headset now of these one hundred eighty-five responses, seventy-five people did respond with which headset they actually own, and so we have. of that group was the MetaQuest 2, the most popular by far. Then it drops all the way down to 24% of that group, PlayStation VR. Then we have uh, really pretty much close neck and neck, the original MetaQuest and the new PSVR 2, at seventeen and eighteen percent. After that, you have smaller, really small numbers, like just one or two or three of the HTC Vive, uh, the Vive XR Elite, the Valve Index. Uh, you have people that had the original Oculus Rift, a couple of those. But for the most part, everything exploded with that MetaQuest Two, like, and it was two ninety nine at one point. I think now they bumped up the price to three ninety nine, which made total sense
1: for people just to give it a try that were curious. So yeah. it, it all lines up. Yeah, no, and, and, and like I said, those are—I think those make the most sense because they're they're self-contained. And you know, it's it's interesting. I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I, the the battery pack thing. Now that you factor in weight, and you're you're not going to feel the cord, right? Because it's it's not like you're going to bump up against mm-hmm, it. It's just going to mm-hmm. go somewhere else on your mm-hmm. body. Maybe that's maybe that's a a better experience than than we think it would be. But, At least uh, for
0: now, right? I mean, right now in the current state of headsets. If they're trying to differentiate themselves, if it's really, really light and yeah. it and it's something that you and I could say, hey, I could actually wear this for two hours because I'll tell you, I take off a headset after 20, 30 minutes tops. I'm just totally. like, I'm good. Totally. I'm done. So totally. even though it may not be the ultimate sleekest solution right now, that does solve an issue of wearing these headsets for longer.
1: Yeah. No, that I mean that's – and that's one of the biggest things for sure. I mean your neck just starts – it's a combo of the pressure on your face and your neck yeah it yeah. sort of starts getting to you at some point, so yeah no it's interesting uh but yeah i I love i i i we should have asked, actually did oh you did the next question is the one I was at. I was like you know we should have asked them how often they use it
0: I, I, <laughs> look at look at this look at how good this
1: survey is <laughs> you, you you really thought ahead I did I did all right, so
0: the next question we have after all these people who own a headset, how often do you use your headset? I had different durations. Every day, two to three times per week, once a week, once every two weeks, once a month, and then I haven't used it in over a month. And the number one response of people who own a VR headset was at forty-eight point nine percent. I haven't used it in over a month, and that's a that that's a really strong indicator of how much how how much use and how successful these are these devices are, which is not very after that initial purchase.
1: Yeah, and these are going to be the most hardcore of users. I mean, yes, I, you know these are these are early adopters. These are the folks that are sort of out front that would tend to do it like you and I, mm-hmm. <laughs> and 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 exactly. I mean, that's exactly what I I hit right. It, it's been Brian. I'm sure it's been well over six months
0: for me. I, yeah, same here. Yeah. It was at least three or four months when I made the survey and I wrote this. I'm like, oh, I haven't used it in at least three or four months.
1: Yeah, yeah. And you know, which is which hit. is. Yeah, which is crazy.
0: Um, the other responses, which were tied at 13% each, we had people that said they used it once a month, people that said they used it two to three times per week, um, and then around the 10 and 9% we had once every two weeks. Once a week was at 9.8% of the basically 92 responses that have a VR headset. There were four people that said they use their VR headset every day. It was the lowest response out of the entire thing. I don't even know what I would do every day on a headset unless it was unless I was it was my main fitness thing. I I don't every day, Gil, I don't know.
1: I, I mean the the only time I used it every day was like the first three days I owned it. <laughs> <laughs> so like if if they just got it two days before it was set, then that would track. But I mean even when it was brand new I didn't use it every day. Like, That's true. And that was me showing everybody – that was also me, like, inviting people over saying, oh, you got to try this. This is cool. Mm-hmm, and, putting Vader in, mm-hmm. and putting Vader in front of them, you know? Yep. Um, but that's – yeah, that's crazy. That that can't be real. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: Um, what stopped you from using your headset more regularly? I had a ton of responses. Um, I did put in a few just because I wanted to get people started. But um, we had things from – you know, there are other forms of media that distract me. I just got bored with it. Some people said, I don't own one. Um, the games and experiences don't have enough stickiness. So, this was a pretty, in generally, a little more evenly spread results. At 29.5%, we had, there are other forms of media and entertainment that I prioritize. At 19.3%, the games and experiences don't have me coming back for more. At 15.9%, I just got bored with it. And then 14.8%. I can only be in VR for a limited time until I get motion sickness. You had a lot of other smaller, like, kind of single responses because I wanted to hear from people. Some said awkward living conditions, uh, right? Not enough space, being busy with work. <laughs> One person kept a real. I have an eight-month-old daughter. It's hard.
1: <laughs> I was like, oh, that's That'll crazy. do it. Right. Yeah, that'll do it. Because um, yeah. your spouse is going to be pissed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was really funny. Um, people said screen sucks, time. All right, so... What What I'm for try- you, what stopped you the most from using your headset more regularly?
1: It's funny. I'm trying to remember what it was that I – why it was I did it. I, I, it's, I must have done either, which are kind of the same, is other forms of media and entertainment that I prioritize or the games and experiences mm-hmm. don't have me coming back for more, right? I think those are two sides of the same coin. For sure. Um, and so I think – I'm trying to remember what I did, but I think it's one of those two. I'm guessing I would have said that the experiences aren't having me come back for more. Yes, the reality is, if it was compelling, I I would make time um, to do it. But um, I'm also not as I'm I'm also just generally not that big of a gamer, right? I have all the all the modern current um, uh, consoles, but I you know I'll 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 not touch them for months, and then have a day where I just play, and then just not touch them for months.
0: You you make a good point about it's kind of those two working in combination with each other because you might say oh if the games are really that great I would be coming back all the time and then at the same time you know I think about I'm watching Netflix I'm watching HBO Max I'm watching sports um, it's hard for and I just sit down and I don't have to put on a headset and you know have this extra weight and I I, I think it they do kind of play off each other but one of the it makes me think that one of the challenges with just gaming in general on vr is that all these companies have so many of the resources at other things xbox playstation pc you know look at how people haven't even developers haven't prioritized apple as a gaming platform because they only have so many budgets so then when you come to vr again these studios sure they have a vr budget but a lot of times men these games are if they're music games they're fun but i don't play the same music game every day they are really fun um, there, there's just not enough there where I'm not, I haven't seen a game where i said, Hey, I'm going to get into a 30 hour God of war type game on VR. There's never been a game like that.
1: Right. Right. Well, and I, I, I mean, a big thing for me is like there almost, almost always enough time has gone by where, when I pick it up, two things are, are, are in play. One is it's dead. <laughs> right? true so, so true. a they need to have it in a, in a perpetual state of charge with a stand or something and two almost always needs an update right mm-hmm. so like I'll, so i'll i'll, I'll want to play i'll grab it there's no charge and then i just walk away then i plugged it in so the next time i grab it and there's a charge i've got to stop because it needs <laughs> an update i mean that, those are because that's how often i now use them right and so that those two little pieces do actually <laughs> that little resistance kills any effort I would make to actually use them, (laughs) (laughs) which is sad, but that's, but that's the reality of of the way they work, um, is that you don't, you don't, they're not just like, like a watch sitting on a stand where you just grab it and it's fully charged, right? I mean, that's one of those, and, and at least the quest, uh, PS, the VR2 doesn't have that problem, but the quest and the, the quests do, and they, Mm -hmm. and there's, and they don't really have They're not set up to be sort of put on a stand. You have to like just remember to plug them in when you put them away and then just leave them plugged in the whole time, I guess, which I'm not sure if that's good for them or not.
0: I think that's a great point you make, though, just the resistance of, is this thing going to work when I turn it on, right? Yeah, yeah. Because we don't. It's so true. Every You made me think about it. Every time I've come back, I mean, even when I just put on the uh, Quest 2 recently because I'm like, oh, I'm going to jump in again because I just – the literally the only reason I put it on is because I was inspired by this survey. And I'm like, oh, I haven't put it on for three or four months. And I had to do a software update. And then I was like, totally. all right, left in the corner. <laughs> I like totally. didn't touch it for the day. And then I came back the next day. I'm like, all right, I'll put it on. And it was like
1: – it's so true. It's yeah. Truth. Well, oh no! I, I literally when I did I did the same thing when I did the survey because I have them all of our board games and stuff. This is kind of hilarious, but all of our board games are in the, the you know the girl cave thing I have mm-hmm, the, mm-hmm. the little hangout room I have in our in our garage, and I at some point in organizing you know my office and my house and everything, we put the 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 VRs on that stand, So it's next to all the board games, ironically. Mm. And so I have to go to the other side of the yard. I got to go plug it in. I got to go through all, and all those things. I'm just like, yeah, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I'm just going <laughs> to, we just, we just turn on some YouTube and watch some YouTube.
0: Right. Oh my gosh. We even didn't talk about that. Yeah. Just YouTube as a distraction. It's like, there's yeah. so many,
1: there's so many things to dude, to dude do. I have, I have a console. I have, I have a PS4. I have two PS4s and two Xbox, uh, ones in each, uh, place, uh, both in the, in the girl cave and in our living room. Uh-huh. And I still don't use either of them. And they're as easy for me to get to as possible, <laughs> depending on where I am. And I still don't use them. So I mean, it kind of gives you a sense of my, my, my gamer, mm-hmm. uh, lack of, you know, instinct there.
0: All right. Last question here. What will define the Apple headset as a success to you? We had different responses. I, I, I created kind of these preset ones, but they range anywhere from they convinced me to buy the first gen headset. Um, people are talking about it. It shows me how Apple's thinking and how they see the future. Overall sales numbers, that's all that matters. Or it won't be a success. So the number one response of what will define the Apple headset as a success to you, I think people were pretty optimistic and kind here, but they all, the large majority, 46.6% said it shows me how Apple is thinking and how they see the future. I thought that was pretty interesting because you know how like, I maybe it's because I'm around it enough. But tech responses tend to be very skeptical, very mean, very like, what What can you do for me lately? And I did find it surprising that this audience in general was like, they just need to at least show me something. Um, yeah. And, and I, then they may not buy the first one, but and I agree with this type of thinking. I we may not buy that first one, but maybe it gives us a hint of at least where they see this space moving, and five, ten years down the road. When it's really ready and the tech is slimmed down and the battery life is better and the form factors are better, that's when we really see all the fruits of the labor that start um, this year. The, you know, oh, you were going to say something?
1: Oh, I was just going to say, I mean, that's the, the thing with first-gen Apple stuff generally is usually it's the second or third one that's, that's really, that when it hits its stride. So, yeah, I, I'm not even sure even if it was within the zone, I'd get it in the first-gen Cause I know they, I'll know they're going to update it in a few, in a few years. Um, but I think I put down, they've, con- they've convinced me to buy the first gen heads I think that's That's what I thought would be success because again, we're, we're the early adopters. We're the ones that you would expect to buy this stuff. And if you haven't, if you, if you, if you can't sell it to us, right. I'm not sure who you sell it to.
0: Absolutely. Uh, You know, to your point, the number two response at 20.1% was they've convinced me to buy the first gen headset. Then we had tied at 11.5%, two options. (laughs) The skeptics out there, it won't be a success. And then the 11.5%, the other one was everyone is talking about. I think that is important, the buzz of, you know, I think mainstream news will talk about it. But how will general consumers or even the tech space, will they say it's great, but it's too expensive? I think that that's honestly a win. And then overall sales numbers came in at 10.3%. That's all that matters.
1: I mean, do they even? Are we even going to know what the sales numbers are? Because they they don't generally release no. that, right?
0: The uh, Apple stopped doing that, I think, for at least maybe two or three years now. So it, it's you know we're going to see those reports of <laughs> Apple has shipped like 500 VR units globally or something. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs>
1: they,
0: they they've shipped units, but we won't know how many have sold. I really feel like when I think about the overall landscape, yes journalists and media outlets will get them we'll have that small percent of whatever those four out of the one or those eight out of the 185 people that will uh absolutely buy it and then i think it's gonna be one of those things that a lot of content creators are gonna just get for the clout and for the you're right to be it's an it's the newest apple product they're gonna bombard it with as much content as they can and don't get me wrong i'm one of those people but i i seeing how people responded to apple headset content i don't i i don't know i think there'll be a really genuine curiosity in the beginning but i don't know about long tail at least out of the gates unless again we have to see what they tell us they might blow our minds they might blow our minds honestly
1: you never know i, I mean i think that i think the big thing will be does bt mm. keep it keep mm. it does it keep it right because you know you gotta order it to review it mm. but are you gonna mm. keep it mm. that's the question
0: i mean that's a bit i <laughs> how about the how about <laughs> this as we stand right now, I'm probably going to say no, right? Like I'll re- as as we sit here today, a sensible person, which I tend to be, would say, yeah, I'll review it, but am I going to keep a $3000 plus headset that there's no way I'm going to be even using this thing once a week after that first month. You know what I'm saying? Like sure, I'll I'm there's going to be a lot of people that are excited to have it and use it a bunch, but we got to talk about this thing after month 1. We talk a 6-month review or even a 3-month review is probably a lot more compelling than the first week I got it review.
1: Right, but then you have to keep it. <laughs> That's a lot of coin, baby. I'll know What's how- that, what's Apple's return policy? <laughs> I'll I'll know if I keep
0: keep it, you know. I'll I'll know right out of the gates. After that initial review, I'll be able to tell you. Um here yeah. let me let me give you something to chew on. Not that it may or may not matter. There were some reports um that some people had seen have already seen this Apple headset ahead of time. And I don't know if you remember the name rings a bell. Palmer Lucky. he's mm-hmm. like the godfather of modern VR. He was the one who invented and created the Oculus VR and and then meta ended up buying it but he was do you remember there was like this time cover of a guy kind of floating in there with the goggles right this is palmer lucky so he tweeted just a couple days ago this is all he put out and it got people buzzing a little bit he wrote just plain simple short sentence the apple headset is so good oh man (laughs) so i love your reaction because that that itself is kind of intriguing right
1: yeah, it really is actually right. That's kind of, I mean, it's it is. I, it's such a troll too, though. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah. It's like it's like. Listen, I'm going to give you buzz, so I'm going to need a little bit of wiggle room on the NDA. <laughs> so that can, and here and here's what I'm going to tweet. Uh, and I'm going to go ahead and buy some stock ahead of that. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, but it, yeah, it, it, yeah. It's 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 interesting. Um, I. I yeah, I just don't think it's. I, I. I cannot. God bless them if they pull it off, but I cannot believe we're talking iPhone first iPhone level quantum leap in no way, innovation. No way. I just don't think it's there. Uh, that that's just the reality. But you know? I think I think they can get
0: to. Uh, and let's not say first gen Apple like you know break the paradigm like game changer all that stuff. But I think they can actually get the space a whole lot better if it a really the visuals are that clean and clear that we're like holy crap this does this is the best right if if these are the three takeaways you always think about what are the three takeaways when you have a product come out if the three takeaways from this are this is the best image i've ever seen in a vr headset right the tech geek space will be like that's awesome this is the lightest and most comfortable headset i've ever felt that at least is those people that are have always used vr and like oh i i hate putting this on it's just not comfortable that uh, solves that problem And then the third thing is if they show us an experience that we've never seen before that really does quote unquote blow minds, even if it's just one experience just for the launch, that creates an energy and buzz around it that it's not a flop, at least from a standpoint of this thing is really cool. I may not spend $3,000 for it, but this thing is really cool. And I am aligned with what Apple is trying to do moving forward. If we pretend extrapolate this five, 10 years ago, I think that would be the success.
1: Yeah, I, I, I think that tracks. I think I was—it's funny. I was just looking at, at the uh, at the at the Lucky Palmer thing, and the insane thing to me is that you know he he notes in his in his feed that it's ten years like a like it, it hasn't mm-hmm. been that long since Oculus has been around, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And when you think about it in those in that context, and the fact that you had a huge company like Meta with really endless resources mm-hmm. to, to trick it out, and we're still only where we are with the Quest. Mm, mm. That's a decade of iteration that should I I would think would have given you something better. Now, Meta's not a hardware company, so maybe that's, that explains it, and Apple can iterate a little bit better and faster. But it's still troubling to me that we're, we're 10 years in on this tech, and it's still not quite where it needs to be.
0: I mean, when you give it that perspective, I think the biggest change that's happened in those 10 years is it going from a tethered PC experience to a a true wireless experience like that. That's the evolution that we've really seen in those ten years, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and and eye tracking has started coming into play uh, with Sony PSVR two and things like that. But the those are those you know that's a limitation of maybe hardware resources and equipment, and also you know back in the day, remember you had to mount like. Tracking cameras for some of these uh, VR headsets with a PC in your room on sticks. So, <laughs> yeah. so we're past that now. We're at least have more freedom to move, and maybe it comes down to okay, now we have freedom to move. How about the comfort? How about the fidelity? And then what are these experiences um, that that move us? I, I think it'll be interesting to see. Will we make a bigger jump in ten years than we have in the first ten years? I don't know.
1: Right? Man, one would hope. Man, one would hope.
0: Consumer demand. Consumer demand is, is going to have to drive that as well, right?
1: Right. Yeah. But the problem is, it's it's it, it is a chicken and egg problem in this particular space because you have to have such a compelling product to drive consumer demand, and you can't get to that without the consumer demand, unless you're willing to just throw money at it. And I I, I just don't, you know, I I mean, look, these companies are throwing decent resources at it all, but um, you know, is it going to be enough? And the hope is a, a hardware integration company like apple can pull it off more than any company that's tried to so far mm-hmm. right i mean and, and they're, they're they are a wearable device company that's what they've been doing for a while so you'd think they'd have a leg up on it but we'll see we'll see
0: so gil uh if it's 2000 will you get it if it's 1500 tops will you get it where do you stand right now after we talk about all this
1: i think if it's a grand i'll think about it if it's over a grand it starts getting very hard for me to just to, <laughs> I, I, it, it wouldn't be a day of day of uh order availability me putting in my order it would be a let me see what let me see what you think of it that type of thing if it's you know that that's probably going to be what it is regardless and that's just a matter of how how high it gets
0: All right. So, you know, this was really fun. First of all, we got to thank so many people for responding to this uh, survey because without you, I mean, you really did kind of reinforce a lot of things that I've been thinking, but also kind of show me uh, a few new perspectives, which is really cool. Um, Gil, thank you for filling out the survey yourself, man.
1: My pleasure, and let me let me just say because I, I don't think you would ever say this, but I I wanted to thank folks on your behalf for the great comments that they also put in at oh, the end. Yeah, yeah, they and were very really nice. Very nice. Got a lot, a lot of love. my was even interested in them. If you can hear them in the background, and uh, and you you have a great audience. So I just wanted to let them know that that, that is very appreciated.
0: Oh man, you no know, that that that's kind of you to say that, like, Gil. You know, I mean, you're part you're part of the community. You're part of the fam, man. You know what I mean.
1: Yeah, I mean I mine was the comment about porn, but let's put that aside. <laughs> I did see that comment actually. I actually saw that comment. <laughs> I know. I just saw it. When I was looking through them. I was like, oh, okay.
0: <laughs> and when you when you ask for open-ended comments, you you get what you ask for. That that's how it is. So um everybody remember as as we sign off here WWDC June 5th, that's when we're expected to have Apple do their official announcement that's less than a month away uh apple has not sent formal media invites yet i hope i'm there i i think this is one of those events where you the the buzz will be generated by the people who experience this you can't put specs on a sheet on it you got to have people try this for the first time and people that have quite honestly used other headsets is going to make a big difference in how they perceive this i am one of those people apple so if you're listening you know holler on over and and gil i'm sure you know, if he's free and I needed a cameraman, Gil'd be like, "Yeah, Brian, get me in on this, man."
1: See now you're now you're giving away all of the inside begging that I do. Like, please, Brian, let me be your let me be your assistant. I'll carry your cameras. I'm happy to do it, man. That's that's the thing. <laughs> I, I haven't I haven't been to the Apple campus. I want to see it,
0: <laughs> dude. You'll you'll freak out because I freaked out the first time I was there. I was like, "Damn, this thing's impressive." Like, there's. It's a different buzz. It's a different energy. So, Gil, thanks so much for doing this, man. Thanks for being on the show again. Always appreciate it so much. It's so fun to just chop it up.
1: My pleasure. Always fun to talk about uh, everything we usually text about. So it's all it's all fun. <laughs> all
0: right, I'm gonna let you get your dog because clearly they want the doggy wants some attention. The dog has had enough. <laughs> enough. We're good. All right. Gil, all right. I'll talk to you soon. All right. See you. All right. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you can't always leave it to the humans to end up knowing when to stop the show. Sometimes the humans, you got to let the dogs do it. You got to let the dogs decide. So that was fun. Thanks so much, Gil. And hopefully you all had fun kind of listening to what you as a community thought. 185 responses. um, Pretty impressive. And again, the Apple headset, there is a lot of intrigue and there's a lot of hesitance and we just won't know until we know. And Apple has to show us what they're going to show us. And then we will decide where we stand. All right, before we go, we got to give big thanks to our Platinum Apples at the $100 level at patreon.com slash Tong, Brandon Ledford, Gil Cabrera, Wesley Frader, Jarrett Lewis, Michael Gigliotti, Atari Koenigsegg, and Glenn Canellis. Thank you for your continued amazing support, all of you. And thank you for everyone at every level who keeps on doing it. And remember... If you're listening right now and you haven't reviewed or given us a five star review on the podcast app from Apple, hey, we have a 4.9 star review with over 1.3 or 1,300 views. That's pretty freaking stellar and you all make it happen. So thanks for your support. And we're going to keep on going on, going on. All right. Few weeks away. You know how we do it. We'll be back here. Same bad time, same bad channel. It's the Apple Bits XL, baby. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. Peace.